So Shopify just added a new feature to their websites, and it's all about site speed. And so today we are going to do a deep dive into site speed. Now, this site speed thing is brand new. Like it just launched this week and I've already gotten so many questions about it. What can we do? How can we fix it? All of these questions. And I know it's overwhelming and it's hard to understand. So we are going to talk about it. And we are going to talk about the things we can do to improve our site speed. We're going to talk about the things we have no control over, which spoiler alert on Shopify is quite a bit, but it's going to be a great episode. You're going to get some good tidbits, tips to help you speed up your site. Now, site speed is important. It's one of the things that Google uses to help your site rank, which just means like, It's one of the things Google uses to determine like which websites should show up based off search results. And that's because they want sites that load quickly because people are impatient. They know that if a site doesn't load, people will just bounce. They'll just leave that website and they don't want that to happen. But there's some asterisks to this. So we're going to get into all of that in today's episode all about your Shopify site speed. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific, actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. Oh boy, guys, I have gotten so many questions about site speed and it's kind of, it's hard because it's we're going to get into all the details, but it's really difficult because there's not a lot you can do about this on the platform. So we are going to talk about things you can do, ways to help your site speed, and then we're also going to talk about some of the things that you just can't do. Before we get into that, I want to show you how to see your website site speed. So this is a new report Shopify has just added to your dashboard. There's two ways to view it. You can check it out under your reports. There is a site speed tab on your reports. There's also under your online store, if you go to your themes right underneath your current live website, there is a little like meter image and it's going to show you your speed score and then you can view the report. So that's probably the easiest way to find it. And so I want to go over some of these details. So you're probably going to want to head over to your computer or remember to do this next time you're looking and check out your site speed. I want to tell you, I have worked on so many websites. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many because I would have to go through and like go through my books and really count. But I have gone through so many sites since this feature was released to compare sites. And I want you to know that it is completely normal to have a low score. And when you click into the link that says, see how your score is calculated, you'll see a few of your pages and 
you can click on those insights and it will scan your site. It takes you over to the Google Page Speed Insights tool and it analyzes your website. And this is where we're really going to be focusing on some things today. But when you look at that, there's red, yellow, and green. And I need to tell you that it is incredibly difficult to have a e-commerce store in the green gauge of this score. Incredibly difficult. And here's why. Every single product you have is another photo on your website. And most of your products probably have at least two to three, if not more, photos. Every single image slows down your website. And you need those. Every feature, every app, every font slows down your website. And you need those things. It's not always about having the fastest website. More often, it's about weighing the difference between your features that you need and the features that are slowing your website down. Also, when you click over to that Google PageSpeed Insights, you're going to be looking at your mobile results because Google ranks mobile first. There's also a tab for your desktop. Your desktop's probably going to be much higher score and that's pretty normal also. So I just want you to know those things going in. The other thing is that a lot of your websites are going to say that your store does not have sufficient real world data and that's just because you don't get a lot of traffic and or your website hasn't been around very long. Domains that are newer do have trouble getting good scores because they are newer. Like that's one of the things. And like I said, e-commerce websites struggle to get those high numbers, especially on mobile. Like I said, there's a lot of asterisks that come with this data, but I am going to talk about some of the things you can do to improve your site speed. One of the easiest things you can do is compress your images. The best way to do this is to compress images before you upload them to your website. And you could do this in a photo editing software like Photoshop or Lightroom. You can also use a website to do this. And that is one of my favorites is tinypng.com. Just upload the pictures and then you can download the compressed versions. You do want to make sure your pictures are still using the correct dimensions. So your theme documentation is going to tell you how many pixels you should have. You know, it's going to say we recommend an image that's 1500 pixels by 1500 pixels. Or most often it just tells you a minimum width. So it'll say like at least 1000 pixels. So when you're saving your images, you're going to want to make sure they're 1000 pixels at minimum. They can definitely be bigger dimensions. And then you can compress those. And when you compress them using something like tiny PNG, it's going to compress them in a way that makes it so they're still high quality. It's just they've reduced the number of pixels in the image, but the dimensions are going to be the same. So make sure you've checking with your theme documentation as well. So compressing your images is one of the easiest things you can do to improve your site speed. Now, if your website is already live and you're not replacing images, 
it's not going to be worth your time to go through all your images and compress them and re-upload them. It's not going to be effective. So what I would recommend is installing an image compressing app. And if you go to the app store, you can search for image compressing. But my favorite is called Bulk Image Editor. Depending on the number of photos you have, it's like $10 to $20. You can compress all your images and then you can stop paying for it. There's no problem with that. And, and then moving forward, you just remember, put this in your product listing upload process to compress your images before you load them to Shopify. That's going to be one of the most important things you can do. The other really easy thing you can do is by deleting apps you're no longer using. So you're going to want to go over to your apps panel. And first of all, you're going to want to uninstall any that you're no longer using. So you might have tried something out and decided not to use it. You're going to uninstall that. Make sure you click into the app to see if you need to you know, submit and uninstall with a developer or anything like that. Because sometimes if you just delete the app, it's still going to leave the code and it's not going to help your site speed. So I actually just did this as I was doing research for this episode. I realized that one of my clients had what we call bloated code. So code that she's no longer using really or code that's not adding anything to her site. So I cleaned that up. That's more tricky. You might want your developer to do that, but uninstalling apps is fairly easy. Most of them you just have to click delete, but some of them you have to go in and like follow the steps to uninstall it. So just make sure you're doing that step before you delete them because they want to make sure that's effective if you delete them. So keep your app list clean. Remove anything you're no longer using. And then you also want to weigh your options. Are the apps you are using adding value to your website? Are they giving them the features you need? Or is there another way you could do it? Is there something different? Could you simplify? Things like that and removing extra apps. Now, sometimes you do need apps on your website. Like that is a part of having a website, especially an e-commerce site. So I don't want you to feel like you need to remove all your apps. I just want you to decide if they are doing their job, doing it well, or if there's some other way you could try something. If you decide that you need the app, then keep the app. That's important. This is very common. I get this a lot from my WordPress clients. I have a very few clients on WordPress, but they will say something like, oh, I don't want to add any more plugins because it'll slow my site down. But that is not the case with every app. So not every app will slow your site down but also not every app do you actually need. So I just want you to keep that in mind when you look at your apps. Another thing that I recommend you do, I don't know that it actually slows down your site, but another place you can clean up information on your site is on your online store and at your themes. If you are someone who has tried a bunch of trial themes before you purchase one, or you've gone through a lot of changes because your website's been up for a long time, clean up that list of themes in the bottom section. So if you have a lot, you'll clean it up so that you're not keeping copies upon copies upon copies. I like to keep one clean copy of the theme 
without any changes and then a backup of the current website. Sometimes if we've added new features, we'll have like a couple different copies of themes to a current website. So you can clean those up once you've made sure that the one you have is the one that's right. Remove any trials you're no longer using. Anything that isn't current, go ahead and clean that out. And you can do that by using the little drop-down arrow next to the theme name under Actions, and it'll just say Delete. So, or I guess it says Remove. So you can clean up any themes that you're no longer using. Another thing that's fairly easy but can help you with your site speed is by using built-in fonts. So the fonts that are available in Shopify, they're using a type of code that translates to Google and all this like technical stuff. But that is a place where adding an extra font adds extra code to your website that you really don't need. So if you have a lot of custom fonts on your website, that could be something that's slowing your site down. So you might want to remove those. And again, you'd have to do that in the code or in the code. Okay, so then there are also some design decisions throughout your layout that you can use to make your website run faster. One of those would be using videos further down the page. So if you want to use a video on your homepage, instead of having it at the very top, post that down lower on your page. Or instead of using a video background or even a slideshow background for a section of your homepage, you can use just a single image and that can help speed up your site. Other things in Shopify that really help you speed up your site are things like when you have a section of featured products, usually you have like a grid. I will do either four products, three or four products, or maybe eight products, depending on the type of website. And so I would never do any more than eight because each one of those images and each one of those products has to load separately. Keeping those featured product image sections where you're like displaying a bunch of products at once, keeping those kind of short so that they're one line or two can help with site speed. Every time you have an image on your website, it's another thing that has to be loaded. So I would try to keep it streamlined so that I have the pieces I need and I don't have a lot of excess. For example, I would never, or most of the time, almost never, would I put an Instagram feed on the bottom of a homepage just because it slows down the website. All of those images have to be pulled from the web. Now, I do have a client right now who. Instagram is like her main place. And I did put her Instagram on her homepage and it's a very rare occasion. So that's one of those scenarios where you really have to weigh the difference between, do I need this function? Does it enhance my store website? Is it a part of what I need or do I need the site speed? And, you know, those are really just options that you have to weigh when you're making these decisions, which leads us into the things that you cannot control about site speed. So there is quite a bit that you don't have control over. And when you click over to the page speed insights from Google, it's going to show you this list of things that you can change or that it thinks you should fix. So some are going to be red and those are the ones that it's 
telling you fix these right away. Some are going to be orange. They're kind of like next level, you know, like lower priority. And some will be green saying these are good. Some that are easy to change is like, it'll tell you if you have a really big image. So if you have a big image, you can look at the image, go find it on your website, remove it, upload a compressed version. Those types of things are pretty easy. And then there's going to be times where it's going to tell you stuff that you just don't even understand. (laughs) I'll be honest, half of us don't understand them, even those of us who are very technical. (laughs) So there are some things that we're just like, what? Um, So there's some that we just don't have any control over. My suggestion for site speed is always do what you can, but do not go crazy. Do not feel like you have to power through trying to reduce your site speed. You will lose your mind trying to chase a high speed on your site. So I can tell you my site is different than a e-commerce site. But at one point I was sitting at 98. And right now, when I like got this new feature on Shopify, I wanted to, you know, compare mine because mine is different than yours. It's not an e-commerce store. It's at 66. And at one point, it was very fast. And I do still have a lot of green points on my my report. But since I've done this, I've published a new podcast episode every week. That adds speed to my website. But I need those. So sometimes you need the thing that's causing your website to slow down. And that's okay. I don't believe that everyone will disappear from your website if it has a slower site speed. I am also that like nerdy weirdo that will go and compare other like famous websites like, oh, what's the site speed of anthropology? Because that's one of those websites that everyone sends me as a example website. They're they're always telling me that they want their website to be like anthropology. And so I will do the comparison and I will say, hmm, what is the site speed of anthropology? And I will tell you that it is very difficult for any store to get that high ranking number. Even people that are in my field that are always talking about site speed, their sites will have slow And it's not just because of the way their site is designed or their way the site is established. It's also because Google is changing the way they view things all of the time. They change their algorithm or their core, what I don't even know what they call it, core algorithm constantly. And they're always testing and tweaking things, just like I'm always telling you guys to do test and tweak this. Just keep that in mind. Like, do the best you can. Change the things you can, ignore the rest, focus on other parts of your business. You know, loyal customers aren't going to care if it takes your website five seconds to load instead of three seconds. I also want you to know that the anthropology site is the worst one I have compared as I've done the research for this website. I have typed in or copied and pasted in a ton of different um websites just to kind of get like a base range and though anthropology is the lowest score site I have seen as of yet and people still love it and people still buy from them and people still send it to me as inspiration so that is just proof to me that even though google says site speed is important it doesn't mean it is the end all be all that you need to strive for 
Do the best you can and just be okay with that. Your efforts are better spent marketing your business in other ways. I do think the site speed tool on Shopify is cool. It's nice to see it. It is nice after you've made some changes to see the number go up. I made some changes, like I said, on my client's website and we jumped five points, but still, it's still considered negative on the scale. So it's still in the red if you go and look um, at the rankings of your site. We're still in the red. Even one of my most profitable clients is still in the red. So there's a comparison for you. (laughs) Okay, guys, I know this was a very technical episode. The last thing I want to mention is you do not have to do any of this yourself. You could hire a developer to take care of this for you. And I would actually recommend you do hire a developer to take care of some of this for you because a developer can do a few more things within the code to make your site load faster. Uh, that we didn't even really talk about. So a developer could add lazy loading. It's a kind of script that helps your images load differently. It's not always the best. Some of the themes have it built in. So there's a few different things you can do. So and a developer would know more about all of those things. I tried to keep this episode fairly like base level for us because I know that not all of you are super tech savvy. None of you want to be. There's definitely things that a developer could do a little bit better. So you do not have to do this all on your own. And I just want to encourage you again, do the best you can. You do not have to have the fastest website in the world to make good money. Your website is good enough. Just so you know, this is one of those episodes where the blog post or the show notes that go along with this episode will be really handy. And I did include some links and one little video to show you where to even find this score if you're feeling overwhelmed or you were listening in the car and you weren't able to like take notes or you really want to implement some of these things, that blog post is going to be really helpful for you. So you can find that over on my website at alexanderdesignco.com. Or you can also go to productpowerhousepodcast.com and I'll take you right to the info you need. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason. But you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile-long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free five ways to boost your shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. 
And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action. <laughs>